morning. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Maybe keep a finger in there or a bookmark or a little something. And also turn to Romans chapter 1. That's the main two texts we'll be using this morning. Amen. God's good. There, there's no place I'd rather be than to be with God's people. And when God's people meet, that's where I want to be. <laughs> I love it. Amen. The definition of an atheist, and the, and, and literally from Webster's Dictionary, is a person who does not believe in the existence of a God or any gods. In the, in, the, in, in, in the vast majority of, uh, in the U.S., the atheists fit this description uh, by 81% say that they do not believe in God or a higher power or in a spiritual force of any kind. But sometimes, more often than not, you come across as somebody that claims to be atheist, but really they're just agnostic. Agnostic, according to the Webster's Dictionary, is a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or anything beyond material phenomena, a person who claims neither faith nor disbelief in God. As in, the agnostic will say there's no way to tell if there is or isn't a God. They say that it just can't be known. And the agnostic worldview is inability to confirm or disprove that there is a God. So when you have an atheist, or someone that claims to be an atheist, that says that no one can really know for sure that there is or isn't a God, really they're just an agnostic and, and it shows the depth of their study on the, their own topic because they don't even know what they believe. I'm being brutally honest, but as kind as I can. Um, but to be very clear, that's no different than the person who claims to be a Christian. It does not follow the teachings of Christ. Living a lifestyle that would be in direct opposition to the Word of God and, expect, and you expect God to bless you. Pick a sin. It doesn't matter. You live that lifestyle that's against God, that's anti-God. That's no different than the atheist claiming there could be a God or couldn't be a God. No, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what the definition is. Living a sinful lifestyle habitually, you don't even know the definition of a Christian. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as children. My son, despise not uh, thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked to him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he received. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as, a, as, as sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, we have all our partakers, and ye are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather in subjection uh, unto the Father of spirits and live? You might be thinking to yourself, God's never chastised me. And you might want to consider if you're a child of God in the first place. Amen. Brother Bob, would you open this message in a word of prayer, sir?
Amen. I uh, I had planned this for Sunday night. It's more of a Sunday night message. But when I kept trying to study, I'm talking about for like close to an hour and a half, I kept trying to study something else, Brad Tony. I couldn't get this off my mind. So I said, okay, Lord, we're just going to we'll just go this direction. Amen. But a major claim that atheists will make is that uh, uh, that, that Christians believe in the supernatural. And that Christians believe in miracles. Thus, thus we're feeble-minded and, and our belief system falls apart from the atheistic point of view. Can I just take a moment before we go any further and say thank God that we serve a God that is above us and outside of us, outside of time, space, and matter? If we, had a, if we served a God that was within our box... He'd be just as fallible as uh, 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 Buddha or any other false religion that's out there. I thank God for a God that, that can perform miracles, that's outside of our box and outside of uh, what is the natural, what is capable. You know, he wouldn't be much of a God if he couldn't do those things. You know, if, if God never sent His Son incarnate, Jesus Christ, for the few years of ministry that He had and to die on the cross and then to, then to resurrect, amen, thank God for that. And all those miracles that He performed, you know, if He hadn't have done that, the atheist or the lost world would say, why didn't he send somebody to come down on earth and do miracles? Why He could have at least done miracles. But then he does, and the world says, well, I don't even believe that those miracles are true. That's a route that they go. And the atheists will then say, we'll prove that Jesus existed by using science. And our response is that we can't. We can't prove that Jesus uh, walked the earth by using science. Uh, we know that uh, science is 100% evidence of a creator and that Romans 1 tells us that clearly. Romans 1.20 says, We know this for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Who's the they? Everyone. We're all lost at one point. We're all without excuse. But the atheist wants, to, wants scientific proof of God's existence, yet they can't prove Pick somebody. Caesar Augustus. They can't prove his existence by using science. Yet, oh, they'll absolutely stand with, oh, he existed. Oh, our history books show us that he was there. He existed, absolutely. So then the hypocritical uh, uh, view is, well, the standard for the proof of Jesus is absolutely different than the standard for the proof of everything else that they believe. Say, why is that? Because our belief in a higher power is more than an experience of a Holy Ghost conviction. Our belief in a higher power is also substantiated by historical evidence. There's more historical evidence for that Jesus uh, Christ walked the earth, per performed all these miracles. There's witnesses for all these miracles that, that he was buried, cruci uh, crucified, buried, and then uh, uh, his followers claim that he rose from the dead. 
not just followers, but I'm talking like 500 plus. His enemies wrote about it. Uh, multiple enemies, multiple writers wrote, yep, and they believe. And then he claimed his body is no more found, but they may not have believed it, but they acknowledged that, 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 that at this date, this is what they claim happened. There's more historical evidence for Jesus Christ than there is for Caesar Augustus. But yet, because we go to college, we say, well, that's whatever they say. I'll put my full undying trust in it. Whatever Google says, I'm going to believe it 100%, except for when it comes to the Bible. Good. Our standard is completely different. But when the, over, the, the, the overwhelming majority of the evidence points to Jesus Christ walked this earth, you can deny that he performed the miracles. You can deny the miracles all you want. You have liberty to do that. But no one, by any standard that, 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 that any man has ever set, can deny that Jesus Christ walked the earth and said that he performed these miracles. And so many people throughout all that time said, affirmed that he did that. The evidence shows Jesus Christ walked the earth. You know, they had to, they had to conjure up people to say something against them. What a testimony. Brother Tony, they don't got to go too far for me. It wouldn't take them too long. Brother Dan, you wouldn't have to search very long to find anything against me. I'm very infallible, amen. They'll say, well, yeah, but Caesar Augustus never claimed to perform miracles. It doesn't matter. The historical evidence is there. Yeah, as Christians, we believe the historical evidence that Jesus of Nazareth walked the earth. And yes, we believe in the eyewitness testimony of both followers of Christ and the enemies of Christ that he performed many miracles during his lifetime. Yeah, of course. Yes, as Christians, we believe in the supernatural. Amen. But all atheists, according to the real definition of atheists, believe in miracles too. They just don't want to admit it. I had a whole list of miracles atheists believe in, and we'll maybe do it another day. I couldn't get past one. Uh, the message was getting too long, Brother Tony. All atheists are forced to believe that morality comes from matter. Atheists cannot explain morality without stealing it from God's standard. It's not possible. They'll say, well, it's for the good of mankind. Okay. But Hitler had a different idea. The atheist cannot, without stealing from God's moral standard, the atheist cannot condemn the killing of all those Jews without taking a morality that's outside of humanity itself. According to the, religious, uh, the, the religion of evolution, majority dictate. What's best for the furthering of the human race? In general, according to evolution, according to evolution now, mankind really needs to kill off, um, just not only abort all the babies by murdering them in the womb, but uh, anyone that's disabled physically, they need to go. We need to get this evolution thing up and running because it's all about evolution. It's the survival of the fittest. Evolutionists are going to have a hard time disagreeing with a lot of things that Hitler believed in. You're going to have to get rid of all the mental disabled people. Are you on the spectrum? Gone. 
Because you don't meet whatever standard that you're going to set forth. In 2012, there's a rally held in Washington, D.C. called the Reason Rally. And they, they nicknamed it, it was, they nicknamed, nicknamed it the, the, the Woodstock of Atheists and Agnostics. And I was reading over it and, and, and different sides of it and just trying to understand it. And I saw a picture of a woman hold, holding up a poster board that said, we need to get off the God standard. And they had blocks of gold and the playoff gold standard. But she was saying we need to get off the God standard. And I dwelt on that. We need to get off the God standard. And what she may or may not have realized was that her sign points absolutely to the fact that our laws are based off principles and morals from the, directly from the Word of God. And she's right. If you want to take God out of the equation, the morality goes with it. Because God is the ultimate source of morality. If we're just a clump of cells that, that appeared out of nothing, from nothing, uh, with no direction, that, then uh, uh, um, killing somebody is just, you know, not a, uh, objective morality as subjective to whatever you might think at this given time. And culture will change. Culture changes up and down. What's popular, what's not. Whatever sin is popular this decade is going to be different next decade. And by the way, next decade, decade is going to be worse than the popular sin of this decade. You think it can't get any worse is what Christians have been saying for the last 6,000 years. Romans 1.18, I hope you're there. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. One thing to remember when you're speaking to an atheist, one, you always speak in love. I don't care who you are or what you are, you speak in love. I can't stand the street preacher or the Christian that has a bad attitude. That goes with anything we do. Playing piano, preaching, singing. Whatever we do, we need to have a smile on our face and love. Amen. But we're speaking to somebody that's already looking for something to attack Christians on. So we speak in love. But boy, when, when you're speaking to an atheist or an agnostic, one thing to always remember is God has already revealed himself to them. And they are denying him actively. Oh, they might be good at suppressing it. The home they're raised in might suppress it greatly. But the fact is, they know deep down inside it is written upon their hearts that there's a God of gods and they, that he is their authority. Period. So when speaking to an atheist or an agnostic, you already know they know what the truth is. They're just hiding it. That's important to know. You say, well, why would they, if they knew that there was a God, why would they suppress that? Because if somebody acknowledges that there's a, a creator of this universe, every, everything goes with that. You have to acknowledge everything that comes with that. They, they, that authority has the authority over you. And we don't want no one to have the authority over us. We're our own person. Go to Romans 2.14. You're not far. Romans 2.14. It says, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, 
Look at this. Which show the work of the law written in their hearts. They know what truth is. They're just rebelling against it. I've heard this said and I'll repeat it. I think it's, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful route to go after maybe you've been uh, um, um, conversing for a while. I didn't say debating. There's a spirit of debate that is, that is wrong and that is a sin. Um, but you can ask your atheist or agnostic friend, if the God of the Bible were true, would you become a Christian? If they answer anything other than yes, absolutely, then they're not even being honest and you are absolutely wasting your time. You might as well throw whatever to the pigs. Yeah. Complete waste of time. Look, Brother Tony, if, if, if I learned that, that, that Buddha was the, the God of the universe, if I, if I knew for beyond a shadow of a doubt that to be true, I'd throw Christianity out the window. I'd say, I'm, I'm a Buddhist now. Because we're being honest with ourselves. But aside from my own experiences, because people have crazy experiences that, that, that may not even be of God. But, but aside from my own experiences that, man, God's moved in my life, the Holy Spirit moving, and I can be excited about it, uh, the, 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 the fellowship that we have among Christians, what happens in a church service, it's, it's glorious. But aside from all that, aside from all the stories I could tell, what God moved in our lives here, God moved in my dad's life here, man, God moved in the red haulers' life here, and I could tell all these, aside from all that, abundantly clear, more than any other man that ever walked the earth, the historical evidence points to Jesus Christ as the God of the universe. You can deny that, but you're not being honest with yourself. Amen. You're not being, then, 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 then you're going to have to say, well, George Washington never crossed the Delaware or, you know, the Civil War never really happened because I wasn't there. I need scientific. No, forget that. Historical evidence is what we can go off of. And eyewitness testimony. Amen. <clears throat> truth is, when people are seeking the truth, you will always, always find it in Christ. <clears throat> I believe with all my heart that if you're seeking for itching ears and you're seeking to satisfy the, 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 uh, uh, the craving that you have uh, to, to, to satisfy your flesh, to be your own God, to be your own authority, that's really the only reason why we deny God because we want to be our own God. Right. That you're going to find a dead end every single time. Amen. And you might find something like some, uh, some religion false religion that's out there or some cult that's out there, you might find some joy in that for a while until you, you realize there's no peace that passes understanding. There's no salvation that saves. There's no friend that sticketh closer than a brother. It's all just a bunch of mess and confused people that are looking to be their own gods. The evolutionist points to an evolution of morality in other words, they'll say that it's always changing, but the evolutionist has no objective moral standard outside of God. If, if, if there is no God, then Hitler did no wrong killing six million Jews. 
It used to be said it was popular like, like 50 years ago. <clears throat> There'd be debates uh, between Christians and atheists on a theologian level. And the theologian would ask the atheist, what's the difference between um, a cucumber and a baby? Or it was like a squash and a baby. It was one of those things. And they would laugh and say, that's ridiculous. And the Christian would say, no, according to your evolution worldview, there's no difference. We're just clumps of cells. We take a bite out of a baby, take a bite out of a fruit. Survival of the fittest. After all, we just come from a clump of cells. Morality is whatever we deem it to be, is what the evolutionist is forced to say. The evolutionist is forced to say, because you can't acknowledge any higher power, they're forced to say morality is within our box, within our worldview, whatever we deem it to be. Boy, that's wicked. Man, I'm, I'm thankful that we stopped Hitler in his tracks. That could have been an absolute worldview. The problem with that mentality is every person that is ever born, ever born, knows that there is a right and wrong for all mankind. You don't need to be taught that rape is wrong. You don't need to be taught that stealing is wrong. You don't need to be taught that fornication is wrong. Morality is hardwired and written literally upon our hearts. So no, morality does not just simply come from matter. That would be a miracle. Hence, atheists believe in miracles. Not just one. There's a whole list of them, and I'm going to preach them one day. Amen. You could say the atheist believes in their miracle, and the Christian, we believe in ours. But one big, massive difference, though, is Christians have historical evidence to back up what we believe. There is no evolutionist, as far as I'm, I've ever heard of or seen or read, that has ever died a martyr's death because they believed in evolution. People don't just die for a belief in God. If you don't believe it, you ain't dying for it. People are martyred and tortured to death. Even today, it's just not publicized. All throughout the world, there's still martyrs today. And concerning the greatest miracle of all miracles, the resurrection, as Christians, we have an empty tomb. You know, the atheists have nothing to point to. They want to point to so-called science. Hey, I'm all about science, man. 100% of science points 100% to God every single time, but you can manipulate how you interpret it all you want. And that's what the atheist does. The atheist will believe in miracles with no evidence. Christians have eyewitness accounts for all miracles throughout his lifetime, including the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15.3, you're probably there. We'll close in just a moment. 1 Corinthians 15.3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, and that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And by the way, if, if there was no resurrection, there'd be no salvation. There's no, if we don't have the resurrection, we've got nothing. 
Can I add to that? Can I add to that? If there's anything that Jesus Christ said that is false or you can find wrong with the Word of God, we got nothing. That's why I'm thankful we have a perfect Bible. Amen. Verse 5, 1 Corinthians 15, 5. And then he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, uh, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James and of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. You know, Jesus uh, appeared to his half-brother James who never believed in him until after the resurrection. What a testimony of himself. According to non-biblical yet historical evidence, not biblical, not God-inspired, not preserved, but historical evidence, James was beheaded by order of King Herod Agrippa. According to Spanish tradition, his body was taken to Santiago de Compostela where uh, he, his shrine attracts Christian pilgrims from all over the world. There is no record, as far as I'm aware of, of, a, a, of any shrine to an evolutionist that died for their faith because their head was chopped off. Atheists believe in miracles. They just hypocritically do not want to call it that. The atheist might say that I only believe in what I can see. Okay. How about when that baby's heart starts pumping for the very first time? Man can't do that. Science cannot create a birth without a miracle. Anyone can observe the science behind it. But without God, there's no soul that's there. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. A physical birth is a miracle from God. You know what else is a miracle from God? A spiritual birth. It doesn't matter if you believe in creation or you believe in evolution. The one single thing that matters for all of eternity is that you have had a spiritual birth. You can be wrong in your evolutionary belief, but there's nothing more important than your spiritual salvation, your spiritual birth. There's no halfway. There's no halfway. If God is powerful enough to save you from your sin, amen. If God is powerful enough to create the entire universe... God's powerful enough to answer whatever prayer you're crying over on your knees in the darkest of nights when you're that lost loved one or daughter or whatever it is that's got a sickness or is passing away and you're on your knees crying. You're begging the God of the universe to do something for him. It's the same God that can save you from your sins. Either God's word is true or it's not. There is zero in between. That's one of the great things about Studying the Word of God and proclaiming it. Anything I mess up is on me. As long as I study it and I preach what the Word of God says, I don't got to worry about nothing, Brother Tony. I don't even have to be a smart man. All I got to know is that's what the Word of God says and I can stand strong on it. Man, I'm glad that the Lord saved me when I was seven years old. Greatest day of my life. Romans 3.3 3. Or what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? 
God forbid. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Men that deny the word of God to be true, can I tell you this? They're liars. Why? Because they know what the truth is. God wrote it upon their heart. It doesn't matter what you claim to be. If you've never been born again, then nothing even matters in the first place. None of your good works matter. It doesn't matter, Brother Tony. If you gave $100,000 to Hope Baptist Church, don't get me wrong. Please give it, Miss Donna. Amen. But it doesn't matter how many old ladies you walked across the street, how many merit badges you have on Judgment Day. That doesn't matter if you haven't been born again. Now, good works are wonderful. Man, if you've been born again, boy, there's rewards for those works. But the crux is salvation and that spiritual birth. And every single person that is ever born and is written on their hearts, they know what the truth is. They know that there's a God because of creation. The problem is they want to suppress it. And every single atheist or agnostic is suppressing that and they know the truth. Church, we need to not just come to the house of God and treat this like a country club and like, hey, we're going to hang out and amen for the fellowship. I need it. We need it. We need more fellowship. Our ladies are good cooks. We do well. But we need to have the mindset to tell somebody about what Christ has done for us. Because there's a lost world in generation after generation after generation. They don't know nothing about the love of God because we ain't telling them or are we not living it. We're going to have a, an invitation. And uh, I pray that if God's moving upon your heart that you come down to the altar, whether it's something in your life or you want to pray for somebody else, Amen. I pray that the Holy Spirit would do a movie. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word.